Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Everyone's talking about boycotting beer. Um... So within the episode, I'm only going to give my take on this Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light situation and the impact of what it's having within the uh, on Bud Light sales. Kind of focusing at a similar but different boycott back in the 70s for Coors Light or Coors and determining what happened with them. And I think um, really explain potentially why this is a bigger situation than what people are probably really understanding about it and what is happening politically that could be influencing it. So within this podcast, I'm going to get into those topics and potentially more. Okay, so Dylan Mulvaney, I don't know if you're familiar with Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney was born a biological man and now has transitioned into a trans, into a trans woman. Dylan has been celebrating 365 days of womanhood and as a result of it the marketing director of Bud Light um, I forgot her name her name is Allison and she wanted to send um, this this like 12 pack of beer that kind of has the image of Dylan Mulvaney on it and he drank the beer it was just for Dylan it never was for cells wasn't for the public market, it was just for Dylan Mulvaney to celebrate him. He had a drink of the beer on his Instagram, if you haven't watched it, and just said something like, oh, hey, it's March, March Madness, Bud Light was kind enough to send me this. And then from there, Dylan popped the Bud Light, drank it, and cheers, and talked about March Madness. And then I guess Dylan had another, Dylan had another ad in the bathtub. So needless to say, it sparked a lot of controversy and two at the same time um, there's like another message happening right now I guess with the VP of Bud Light she did a podcast not too long ago talking really about how Bud Light in itself is too much of a frat boy culture and she was trying to create a more um, inclusive understanding of it and try to establish a new role for Bud Light as a whole so we kind of get the, the side that it was a marketing approach in order to kind of be more inclusive, focusing on Dylan's 365 days of womanhood. And in all in all reality, I'm sure it was something where it was innocent. It was someone just sending some Bud Light to celebrate it and then kind of had those ads go up. Well, as a result of it, there has been quite the backlash in Bud Light, I would say, you know, um, so if we look at the sales, they're they're trending that potentially the stock prices have been impacted or Anheimer Bush as a whole has been impacted. I think people are saying that the stocks have gone down to roughly $6 billion. As a result of it, bottle sales have been down 20% over the holiday weekend. And then um, actual draft sales have been down 50%. Now, this is according to a news article from Fox Business News. And within that article... It looked at different um, different bars within the East Coast, one of them in Boston, and it said that 
the majority of Bud Light drinkers were in fact did not have social media, so 20% of them did not have it. And after the bartender gave him the Bud Light and told them what had happened, they would not order another Bud Light. So you have that messaging coming through the bar telling them about this whole Dylan Mulvaney situation and it's impacting the sales. Now, when we look at what happened with the backlash of social media, you have hundreds of people saying, this is how you drink Bud Light, and then they pour it out. These two guys flipped off the camera. You have Kid Rock taking an AR-15, shooting um, like two or four, two to four cases of beer, saying that's how I feel about Bud Light and flipping it off. And then you have a lot of country music stars actually dropping any ads from Anheimer as An Anheimer Bush, which in fact Anheimer Bush is a larger subsidiary and it's actually like tons of beers are owned by it. I mean Modelo, um, you know, old Michelob Ultra, Stella, you know, all of these beers also are owned by Anheimer's Bush. Anheimer's Bush, there's a call to it. And what's happening right now within the 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 right is they're really starting to identify this as a cultural war, right? So there's a lot of content coming out about a cultural war really being created from the left and right, and this is a double down. So from the conservative perspective of some of the people I listen to, I don't necessarily always agree with it because to me it seems pretty extreme, but that in fact there's a cultural war happening and this result of Dylan Mulvaney and this Bud Light ad has resulted in a kind of um flashpoint if you will where bud light in itself is being boycotted as a result of going quote-unquote woke and then the term is you know once you go woke you go broke and that's something that was actually coined by donald trump and i think it ties into the larger message at hand so that's the scenario right now and it's really unfortunate for this woman who's a marketing director allison because you know she was just trying to do what she thought was best it really blew up and you know before you had pictures of her on linkedin her linkedin is gone no telling what's going to happen but if sales are down 30 percent already and you know you have a lot of people saying they're not going to buy bud light anymore you know the impact could be large you know and it's kind of like i probably would look at the coors light boycott which probably is the most equivalent of it to explain probably just how large it is now whenever we think about beer i don't think people really realize probably how much the love of beer is so ingrained into american european culture i literally did a podcast on the history of beer and i learned a lot about these different aspects of even beer being potentially the first reason why you know we went from a, a hunter-gatherer society to more of an agricultural society in order to stay in one place to curate and make beer you know, that that's one thing that was created as a result of not being a nomad. So beer's really ingrained into people's mentality. You know, when we look at the boycotts of nineteen sixty to nineteen seventy, you know, they're a little bit different. It started off really micro, um, and it was kind of during this time where Cesar Chavez actually united um farm workers against the great boycott in nineteen sixty. So it mirrored kind of that situation of what was going on because I really do think Whenever things like this happen, it's really a representation of all the things going on within the culture in the world at that moment. So whenever you look at the Coors Company, what happened was there was actually a boycott of the workers because of how they treated African-Americans, Hispanic, and the LGBT 
community. And as a result of it, a lot of people quit drinking um, Coors Light within the Colorado area, and it was a larger boycott than probably what they thought would happen. You know, it got so much so that it really started to increase the sales by, you know, 30%. And also the thing to keep in mind is that 2% of the working population for uh, Anheuser Bush during the 70s, 1,400 workers were in fact Mexican-Americans, and some of them had other Hispanic origins. So whenever we look at this, it also ties into the fact that, I don't know why this has happened, but when Adoptee Coors was kidnapped, in 1960 and murdered it's a whole story um like the Coors had a really interesting like history in the 60s if you ever get a chance to look up that story of how he was kidnapped and murdered it's it's pretty insane maybe i'll do a podcast on that too but needless to say it was a large boycott and it consistently grew for years you know and i think because it was more local and now everything is is exacerbate exacerbated as a result of social media, we have a instant galvanization of the people just based on the fact that, hey, I'm not drinking Bud Light anymore because of this whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. Well, it slowly grew within Coors Light, and as a result of it, there was a damn there was there was wages, there was a demand for the company to do a polygraph test to send 400 people back. So. Essentially, what happened is the boycott was resolved and they opened up for better um, rights for the workers there, more inclusivity for that moving on, which is a great cause. Um, when we go back to look at this Bud Light situation, I, I talked a little bit about what was going on within um, the 60s and 70s. I mean, JFK was also assassinated. We had the Vietnam War. You had Lyndon B. Johnson. And I think the context of the moment provides more insight into why these things happened. And I think right now in the United States, we're kind of stuck in this what's the next news story cycle. And I've really learned a lot about that from just podcasting as before I wasn't as focusing on it as much as much as I was. And you really see these transition points that happen that certain stories you do or certain podcasts you do get more listeners. So you're like, maybe I'll double down on it. I think this is a situation with this Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light. I think the people who are against it really feel united in the simple fact that they can really focus on the most valuable thing one person has, and that's buying powder, buying power. I can't talk. So what you buy is really impacting this type of messaging and this type of marketing. And if it's down this much, the people have really spoken. And I think it gets to a larger message that's going on right now in the United States. The majority of people who um, drink Bud Light are going to be more blue collar in origin. They're going to have a different view. They're probably going to be more middle America. And what's so crazy is the reason why they wanted to do this ad is Bud Light is the number one selling beer. I mean, you can't you can't get any higher than Bud Light. You know, they have the highest market penetration, so they're doing really, really well. So it's really interesting that they picked this time to do this ad now this is what i'm about to say i just my opinion okay and it's going to be a little bit out there but just follow me okay i think the reason why there's probably so much backlash happening as a result of it are probably two factors that have happened within the news within the last few weeks i think the first was the nashville shooting i think when we think about this nashville shooting and how the media portrayed it i mean if you look at kind of what 
For example, Reuters did. It said ex-Christian student came back and shot the school up, and there was this mis kind of um, mis commentary of, of of what maybe the situation was. How you had a trans, you had a biological woman born saying they're a trans man, and going in and shooting up the school at 28 years old, and the effects of that, which is a very very tragic situation. And then you look at how that was pumped through online and social media i mean like if you looked on tiktok trends it was a lot tiktok was really pushing it i think in a very not a mal- i don't know, maybe a malicious way but i think that is something that really contributed to what's going on in people's psyche right now because when they see that right then we look at the trump arraignment and everything that's happening with his case how he's being tried again for story dan daniels you have these checks and these these things that are being tried as a result of it. And I think those things are contributing to people's psyche as well. So as a result of kind of, it feels like the media, all right, as a whole, maybe social media, creating these new trends, these new thought processes, focusing on the LGBT community. I mean, Jack Daniels does an ad with drag queens, I think. And you have you have a lot of these transition pivot points based on, marketing more inclusivity things like that and i think it really backfired in bud light's face i think that the people are currently like processing this whole dylan mulvaney thing because these cans aren't even really being sold it's like you really wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal just because you're like okay you you know dylan mulvaney is just doing it for the 10 million followers it's not like a nationwide campaign it was just it was just dylan on instagram doing an ad okay and it blew up and i think it gets at the heart of what's really going on in this country right now is there's a lot of people who feel maybe that they don't really understand this transition for transgender movements and ads and products like bud light where people have such an intimate relationship with it is really really strong you know you think about you know and and i don't even drink bud light like I haven't drank Bud Light since I was probably like underage, like fully because I just don't ever drink the beer. Um, but I think that whenever you look at how this story plays out, you know, when people are drinking something, they're physically putting it in their body and they don't agree with the messaging, they may not per- purchase it. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, they've been doing these rainbow cans for a long time, supporting the gay community, which is great. But I think we have a different thing going on right here. There's something about this transition point of what is getting at the heart of quote unquote wokeness and people absorbing it as an argument and using it as an identity point and now focusing on buying power. So moving forward, I don't know what's going to happen with Bud Light. You know, are they going to apologize? Are they going to double down on it? Because if this continuously affects their bottom dollar, we could be seeing a transition point in the quote unquote cultural war that everyone talks about so thank you for listening and we'll get back to you tomorrow